Holly G with the Golf Insiders, my very special guest today, one of our most uh, intrepid journalists in golf, senior writer with Golf Week, Adam Shupak. Welcome to my podcast, my friend. Great to be on. Thanks. Good. How are, how are you? Well, um, excited that we're back, back on the tee, as the slogan goes. Um, with live golf, last time I saw you was at the Players' Championship when everything abruptly shut down. Um, it's been an interesting, what, 90 days here? Yeah, yeah, nothing. I, I've, I've never been home this long in, in, uh, in years. and uh, That's what all you guys are saying. <laughs> it's, been, it's been all right, though, sheltering in place. I've been, uh, I've been enjoying some good weather here in Florida and, and, uh, playing a lot of golf and, but yeah, it's nice to be able to, I went out and watched some of the corn ferry tour, the, uh, over at TPC Valley last week and, and walked the back nine with the leaders with PJ tour commissioner, Jay Monahan, one of the, one of the few spectators out there alongside me as a, they're playing, playing without fans right now, but it, it was just really good to, uh, you know, just see some good competition. And that, that event was right down to the wire. And, um, Nice to see Luke List. Uh, his, his, his game is sharp, and, and he, you know he's over now playing this week with the PGA Tour in Harbor Town. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's I mean it's exciting that golf is back. One of the first sports to, to get things rolling, and uh, and you know the fields right now are just stacked, and everybody wants to play. So true. Uh, for our listeners, you happen to live in the backyard of PGA Tour headquarters up there in beautiful Ponte Vedra, Florida. Curious, um, you mentioned Jay Monahan. Um, he's been a busy man since, uh, you know, the, the tour canceled with the Players' Championship. Um, you know, seems the tour has really gone to a, you know, very deep and, um, you know, thoughtful place in terms of the protocols and coming back to live golf. Uh, I was uh, quite impressed with the tournament last week, how, you know, they handled the racism issue and the moment of silence for George Floyd. What, what were your impressions overall? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't on site, so I didn't get the full flavor of it, but from what I can tell, uh, you know, both events so far, uh, on the PJ tour, you know, with all the testing they've done, nobody has tested positive for COVID-19, so, so at, at least at this point, the bubble's working. They've, they're trying to keep the players uh, to specific hotels or, you know, some guys are in RVs, but really trying to keep them going just from, from the golf course to where they're staying. They're, they're kind of advised not to eat out at restaurants just to get takeout. And, you know, I think these are some of the things they got to do right now. We, we're, we're in a situation where it, it's too early to start having fans. Uh, I'm, you know, they're, 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 They've got the green light to do so at the memorial uh, next month. I, I don't know if I personally would uh, be rushing to go watch, you know, attend a golf tournament right now. But uh, I think, it, you know, supposedly all those tickets, the reduced number of tickets sold out. So so people still want to go and, and watch live golf, which I think is it's great that that, uh, that there's still that interest there. But, you know, it's a, right now it's a great TV show for us. And, and uh it was really exciting, even though there weren't fans and, and the TV coverage was somewhat limited with just Jim Nance really on site in the broadcast booth and 
Nick Faldo back in Orlando in a you know a studio. Uh, but I, I thought it I thought it was much better than having to watch reruns. I'll tell you that. And and there's not much else to watch in, in the sports world right now. So I think it's a great opportunity for golf. Yeah, I thought one of the most fascinating parts of the telecast was um, early on in the intro on the weekend, Jim Nance explaining the intricacies of you know putting golf on air in the midst of COVID. I mean, from all the way to, from Australia to San Diego to Orlando up to Connecticut, uh, it was quite uh, fascinating to see how they put this all together. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's always an effort, but I think, you know, uh, Sean McManus, the president of CBS, said that this was the most complicated venture that they've done, and he said, you know, this is including Super Bowls and stuff, so uh, I, I give them, uh, my, my hats off to them for their efforts to get this on, and, and it was, you know, we had a great, great leaderboard, it looked for a while like Rory was going to be part of it, he, didn't have, he had another uh, struggle on Sunday, which we, is, you know, a topic we can possibly talk about. Um, and then I just I really like Daniel Berger. I think he's got a lot of talent. He, he, he overcame a, 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 a wrist injury that had him sidelined for a while, and, and he gets back in the winter circle. I, I like him for uh, U.S. Ryder Cup teams. He, he played once on the President's Cup previously, and I think he's got a, a bit of a winner's instinct. And, and I, you know, he he plays a fade and knows where his ball's going. He's working now with Cameron McCormick, who's Jordan Spieth's coach, and uh, I think that has helped him. Uh, you know, he mentioned when I when I talked to him yesterday on one of these Zoom calls that it's really helped. He, he's helped him a lot with his short game and his putting, which. Um, you know, if, if he can get that part of his game as, as good as it was last week, uh, I think he's, you know, part of that class of 2011. He's only 27. And, um, you know, Jordan Spieth and, and Justin Thomas have kind of overshadowed him from that class. Uh, but he's he's every bit as good. I think he's uh, I think he's going to win a lot more tournaments. And this this may be just the start for him. Uh, we're in the early round of the RBC Heritage. And you, since you mentioned, uh, you know, both um, Daniel and Jordan Spieth. Um, Jordan looking like uh, he's getting his game back in gear. A little trouble with the driver uh, Sunday, but they're both uh, just two shots off the lead right now uh, at the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head Island. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, I think, needed this break. Uh, this break was probably a good thing for him. Uh, you know, he's slipped out of the top 50 in the world, which is hard to believe considering he was number one, it feels like not that long ago and, and, you know, winning majors and, and just doing incredible stuff. You know, I think he's got his putter back last season and, and you're right, the driver and really the iron game too. I mean, his, some of his stats approach to green and, um, driving accuracy are, are, but they're not, they're not just bad. They're dreadful. I mean, he's, you know, ranked. 227 on tour. I didn't even know there were 227 players on the PGA tour. I mean, he, so I think he's taken this time. He, he said, he, you know, he thinks he's in a better spot. He's not quite there yet. And I think some of that maybe caught up with him on Sunday. He played very well the first three days and he started making a bunch of 25 and 40 footers on Saturday. I thought he, I thought he might run away with the tournament when that started happening. But, you know, I think it's, you know, as Tiger would say, it's a process. I think uh, last week it, at the Charles Schwab was a step in the right direction. You know, that's a tournament he's historically played really well. So, um, you know, he, he hasn't played too many times at Hilton Head, but 
another, I think, good course for him to figure things out. You really got to uh, you got to you got to drive it well there. It's not a long course, which I think is a good thing for him. And it, it's a place that favors the guys with good shorts games. So he had a triple bogey early on, he, but he's bounced back with a string of birdies. And, and that, that's always an impressive sign when a player can can battle back from a, a big number like a triple. So, uh, I, you know, I think that's one of the real fun things to be watching in this. Now that golf's back is, you know, can Jordan, Jordan Spieth get his group back? Well, um, <laughs> speaking of stories, the biggest buzz outside the tournaments has been Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Bulked up, looking like the Hulk. And, um, you know, at, the, at earlier in the week, he was busting drives over the, uh, the net at uh, the Heritage. Yeah, what he's done is, is I think, also uh, really one of the – big stories in golf because you know he's he's tried to be kind of a, a revolutionary figure uh with the with the single length clubs and, and some of the other quirky things that he does uh but this could be something that a lot of players may start to follow i mean he has really bulked up as you said uh, he started doing this late last year even you know before the president's cup he came to the president's cup having gained about 20, 30 pounds, mostly muscle. And, and he's been, you know, he's drinking, he says five protein shakes a day. Holy and, moly. Yeah. There, there's no doubt that, that he looks, I mean, some of the pictures of him when he was playing uh, in college at SMU and, and first what he is now, it's, it's, uh, looks like he was, uh, uh, you know, must be, he be taking something, you know, some of the same things as Sammy Sosa and some of the major league baseball players, uh, back in the day, but I think I think you know he already was a long hitter, and and now you know if, if you're hitting nine iron instead of hitting six iron, it, it, the golf game is a lot easier, and and he seems to have a, a pretty good grasp on where he's hitting the ball right now. He's always had a pretty good short game, and you know hit the if if he can get his putter going, I mean he, he well, you know he's already had a stretch where he's won a bunch of events. I think he's um, he's a great story to watch to see if if what he does can, can you know he's worked so hard he's working out three times a day he's doing things differently than really any other golfers tried to do before and uh, you know if you can if you can shorten those par fives and make them feel like par fours and 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 take advantage of the length I mean he was hitting you know so many drives over three forty three fifty. I think he even hit one 370 last week and, and and you hit it in the fairway golf is a much easier game from uh when, when you're when you're only hitting uh short irons and and uh you know and lob wedge into the greens and and the difference in his game is it's it's very tangible already and i think it's i think other golfers are going to start you know adopting his philosophy if, if they see that it really pays off for him well, speaking of long hitters, one of the longtime hitters on the tour has been Davis Love III, who um, has won multiple times at Harbor Town. You have a great story on GolfWeek.com about um, his horrible nightmare of his house burning down. This was right at the start of COVID. I'm not sure you know a lot of people know about this story, Adam. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the night, um, 
you know, he and his wife were both home and, and, uh, I think, I think they figured out something happened in the garage and caught fire in the garage and yeah, their house burned to the ground, uh, lost everything, all of his possessions. He said, you know, really easy packing this week because he could have gotten just about all of his possessions, you know, into, into one suitcase because they, you know, Ryder cup, Ryder cup trophies and all of his golf memorabilia. You think about all the things he's accomplished in his career. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, all of his clubs, you know, he said he, he didn't even really have a putter and, and the people at sea Island, uh, he lives in St. Simon's Island, Georgia, um, the sea Island resort over there, uh, opened their doors. They were, they were closed for the pandemic, but opened their doors to get him, you know, shirts and pants and, and everything, <laughs> you know, top to bottom, uh, some golf clubs so he could practice and he, he has recently he and his wife bought a, a new ha- bought a house there but you know he said they're they haven't quite settled in they're they're, they're still settling and um you know I, I i just can't imagine you know you always hear that question what would if your house is on fire what would you run in to save and and to have to actually experience that and, and to live through that and to lose so many he, he said nobody got hurt you know nobody got hurt it's just it's just possessions just things but um i I think that's a pretty traumatic experience and uh you know the the, this week's tournament hilton head is is his home away from home because that was his annuity i feel like for uh this is his 31st appearance in the event he won it five times he said you know he doesn't really have the secrets of the course but it, it sure seemed like he he knew he knows how to play it pretty well and said that you know it's not so it's not so much you got to hit it in the fairway. You got to hit it in the right part of the fairway. It's all about the angles and and being positioned correctly to fire into those very tiny greens at uh, Harbor Town, a, a peak die classic. Well, when you look at a couple of the photos you have uh, online, I mean, it looks like a forest fire in terms of intensity of the fire and the flames. So it really, you know, was remarkable that the, everybody did get out and nobody was hurt. Um, back to the golf course, this is very much an old school layout, tight, you know, huge overhanging trees, the uh, Pete Dye signature bunkers in quite a few places. Uh, who do you think it's, well, it's probably a hard course to say who, who does it favor because, you know, it, it sort of is one of those courses that neutralizes the driver, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, you know, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of TPC Sawgrass, another Pete Dye course, that when you look at the winners, you have both the Bombers and the short short hitters both have success there, whereas, you know, Davis Love was a Bomber in his day, one of five times, but then you also have Jim Furyk and, and Luke Donald. It, it seems to be uh, horses for courses type place that the same guys seem to, you know, if you do well with it, uh, you you can you usually have a lot of success over the years and enjoy going back there. One name who's who's doing pretty well this morning is uh, you know Kevin Kisner, uh, is a South Carolina native, loves playing on that type of grass, and and he I see him doing pretty well on the leaderboard. It's usually guys that have a pretty good short game, you know that they're either hitting a lot of greens or they're good at getting um, up and down. It's not doesn't te- typically favor the long bomber, but sometimes those guys are able to just get it in the fairway more often by hitting three wood. 
and or they can or they're on with their driver and can take advantage of you know just hitting some short wedges in and, and it's easier to you know like I said earlier it's easier to hit that short wedge in um, to these small greens so I, I enjoy always enjoy watching this tournament because it, it brings together a good leaderboard it, it's different than a lot of the other tournaments because it is shorter I, I think if it's if it's seven thousand yards it's just barely over that mark and um, it's kind of an old school feel to it where you got to shape the ball you got those overhanging trees and I always love looking at that lighthouse out on out on 18. yeah the calabogie sound at <laughs> Harbortown believe it or not Adam was the first place I broke 80 as a uh, about a 12 year old golfer so uh, wow on a family wow, vacation so uh, I have fond memories of uh, Harbor Town um, you know looking at some of the teleclass last week I think a lot of uh, regular Joe golfers sitting home um, saw a little bit of rust with some of these players there was some pretty dramatic lip outs what were your thoughts on that yeah, I don't know if there were just some uh, – it had anything to do with hole locations, but, yeah, Xander Shoffley and uh, Colin Morikawa, both of them uh, just looked like they were really robbed on a couple of efforts. And, and you know, uh, Morikawa in the playoff, you, you hate to see a tournament end like that. You want to see somebody, you know, hit some great shot or, or drain drain a great putt to win it rather than, than have it end like that. But, you know, that guy's got a ton of talent. We're going to – we're going to see him win a lot of tournaments. So I, I don't feel too bad for him that that happened, but you know, that's golf. I mean, uh, you know, it's, you, you, I guess sometimes we like to, you know, say that's a gimme, but you know, out there on tour, they got a hole everything and, and every once in a while they miss a, miss an important one like that. Well, and you know, probably for the rest of us, uh, even the pros can do it. You just got to brush it off and uh, move on to the next hole. Right. Exactly. So, my final question, Adam, who's your pick for uh, for the Sunday winner circle? All right. Well, I talked about, you know, they're, they're already out there, so I'm seeing some scores, but I'm not going to let that play a factor in my decision. I, I My wife asked me who I liked last night when we were playing a late nine, nine holes, and uh, I gave her three names. Uh, I really like Abe Answer. I feel like he is due to get a first victory on the PGA tour. Ooh. I think this is a, a good, you know, because it's not so long, I think it's a good venue for him. I really like uh, how he's been progressing in his pro career and, and showed a lot at the president's cup. And then a guy who already is doing pretty well is Matthew Fitzpatrick. Again, I think he's not a bomber. This is a, a, a good venue for him. And he's, he's four under as, as I'm looking at the leaderboard right now. So, I think he could be up there. And then I, I still think Kevin Kisner will win this tournament uh, some at some point in his career, and he's off to a pretty good start as well. So those are three names I'm looking at. Well, and, and if Daniel Berger wins, he'll have gotten two plaid uh, jackets <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Although I suppose at um, Harbortown, they, they call it tartan plaid, I think. So um, it's, it's slightly different, I guess. But um, – it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, always great. It's a golf course that just displays, uh, you know, really beautifully on television. And uh, Adam, uh, we want to send everybody to golfweek.com, one of the, the best publications in our business. Just love uh, your website and how you guys present uh, 
not only the professional tours, but how you go deep in college and amateur. Uh, best in the business. Thank you so much, my friend. All right. Great to be with you. Talk to you soon.